I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to The Rugby Dungeon. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. And as always, if you want to join us on social media, get involved in the conversation, find us on Twitter. I'm at Jay Beardmore. This podcast is at The Rugby Dungeon. And of course, there is Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the world's biggest rugby podcast, out every Monday without fail. Also worth mentioning the boys over at The Thistle Podcast, if you like the Scottish rugby, and apparently some people really do, The Thistle Rugby Podcast is the place to go. I think the last one they had... Uh, guests of this show previously in Richard Cockrell and Kenny Murray on the show. So go go out and check out their work. Good guys, know their rugby inside out, and they know their Scottish rugby particularly well. Anyway, today's guest is Ellis Genge. Ellis is a unusually frank and honest interview. I absolutely love talking to him, and I think you're going to really enjoy listening to him too. So I'm not going to keep you waiting any longer. This is my interview with Ellis Genge. Hope you enjoy it. <laughs> Ellis Genge, how are you? Alright, mate. What's going on? Not a lot, mate. Just having what's going on with you. Not much. Just got just got in from training now. Uh, finally managed to catch up with you um, on text, and uh, here we are having a chat on indeed. the having a chat on the podcast. Indeed, indeed. What have you been up to then, mate? Uh, fuck all. Just went for some food with uh, car trainer Salusa Manu Logavi. Tino, Cerny, Calamaphony, uh, a lot of people. Went out for a big meal at an all-you-can-eat Chinese. They didn't know what it was. How many plates did you go through? I had six, but I think <laughs> Logo had a few more than me. Yeah, he's a big man. He's a big old horse, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, um, it's a strange one. You and I have been trying to get together for a couple of weeks now, and every time I call you, you're either out for sushi with the boys or playing uh, poker at uh, Toulouse of Viana's. Exactly, mate. Well, at Mikey Williams, Toulouse is not much for car players. So ah, right. Can't uh, lie straight in bed. Uh, you sound like you've got a good bunch of boys there. Yeah, we've got a good group, mate. We've got a good group. Um, not all similar ages, but, well, the older boys are. I'm a bit younger than them, look. Mm. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I got on quite well with them all, to be honest. It's, um, it's quite cool, because I interviewed Lockie McCaffrey. And, yeah, yeah. You know, he's he's a really kind of buttoned down kind of guy. He even ran for I think I think he ran for a seat in the Australian Parliament at one point or councillor or something. Is that what he fucking told you? Is it? He definitely did, mate. He definitely did. He's <laughs> talking shit. <laughs> he was you not your your roommate for a little while, or your little house buddy. 
Yeah, yeah, like we live sweet with each other. Lockie's a good mate of mine. Uh, he's a good boy, mate. He's a good, good boy, yeah. He definitely didn't fucking run Parliament, though. He's lied to you. <laughs> yeah, it's not like the Australian Freedom Party or something. He definitely did. He... <laughs> oh, no way. No, no, no. I'm not having it. I'm not having that. He told me someone stole your fridge, actually. I quite enjoyed that story. Stole my fridge? Yeah. He fucking took my fridge. He took my fridge, yeah. What, and took it with him when he left? Yeah. I heard that was just, I, I thought that was just a wind-up. I didn't actually realise uh, that he took your fridge. He took my fridge, man. He's a bad man. Let's get into this a bit, then. You find yourself at Leicester Tigers. What was your what was your route into rugby? Uh, yeah, I was playing in Bristol. Um, I was at Bristol in the academy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what age did I start at? 18. Uh, I went to Hartbury when I was 16. Best time of my life. Ah. Um... Playing number eight there, then moved to prop when I was 18. Um, then went to Bristol. I got offered a two-year deal as a prop or a, a one-year deal as a back rower. Um, wish I took the back row option. Really? They uh, actually said you, you have one year here as a back row or two years as a prop? <laughs> yeah, they actually said that, yeah. Um, that was at Bristol. Wow. Wow. Uh, probably would have saved my neck if I chose the other option but it's uh it's all paid off so did you play any of your club rugby in Bristol I don't mean Bristol um uh obviously Bristol rugby club but like Dings Crusaders or anywhere around there I didn't play for Dings no I was quite the opposite um I played for Clifton for a bit oh okay uh I'd um played at Old Reds one of my junior age groups um and then where'd I go from there Old Reds to Hartbury Oh, I went to Cleveland Cainton before that as well. Yeah, I actually had a run-out for Dings, and I had a couple of run-outs for Clifton as well when I was a student. Oh, really? Yeah, Dings is the weirdest setup. Why? It just is. Like, you've got, I think it's like four rugby clubs all on the same field. It's like Bish, Dings, and there's a couple of others. And it's just a weird kind of... I mean, we would go there to play our university rugby on a Saturday, and no word of a lie, you would get a different burned-out car there pretty much every weekend. Things is a good place, mate. Things is a good club. It's a good club. Yeah, they, uh, they they were nice guys. They used to do like this Passover thing. I think it's called Passover. They'd feed you every Thursday. So as a student, that was a great club to be at. Yeah, I bet. I bet. I don't need any more feeding, to be honest, mate. Do, do you seriously wish that you would have stayed at back row? <laughs> nah, nah, I'm just joking. I'll just say that because my neck always hurts because I play prop. That's all. Yeah, you, you are actually... I mean, you're obviously very athletic for a prop, but you are actually quite small, quite quite small of stature compared to these guys. I was looking at you the other day. Uh, who are you up against? Benno Abarno. He's an enormous man. Is he? Oh, I I think so. Do, do you not reckon? No, he'd probably tell you that. <laughs> uh, no, he's quite small, Benno. He's big old, big big lump, big slab of meat, but he's not very tall. No, he's he's more he's of a like cl- five foot eight, isn't it? I'm not well. I, I hope he is. I, I said that. I think he's about, f- about five foot six, isn't you, Benno? I think he's about five foot eight by five foot eight by five foot eight. To be fair, yeah, yeah he's massive, man. He's they're obviously- all bigger, buff. They're all, they're all massive. Their props are all huge, man. I think it probably is because of your back row past that you are so so dynamic around the park. Mm, I don't know about dynamic, but. I'm alright. I'm not too bad. How? But yeah, that that definitely uh, intertwine with why I like the ball in hands being in, coming from the back row. 
How would how would you describe yourself then as a player? As a player? Mm. Fuck knows. Um I don't describe myself. I don't know, man. I don't know. You should have fucking had a freeway call with Jamal. He could have told you. <laughs> I've, gave him, I've gave him some hammerings in my time. We're talking about crisis here, yeah? Jamal Ford Robinson. Crisis. Oh, my God. I don't know him by Breath Vader. But, yeah, you can call him Crisis if you want. Give me that nickname again. <laughs> breath Vader. Now, why would you possibly call him that? Because he can melt candles with his breath. <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely mention that to him next time I see him. Let him know, brother. Let him know. Have you seen his wrestling videos? Uh, yeah, unfortunately I have. I think they're quality. Really? Uh, they're all right. I mean, uh, I would never do it myself, hence I respect a man that would. Uh, I... Yeah, I'm not going to say much on that. Yeah, he could do what he wants, man. It's up to him. It's up to him. Is the story about you having an altercation with Richard Cockrell on your second day at Leicester a true story? Yeah, yeah. The one that everyone talks about. I don't see the big deal, man. It's just a bit of crack. But yeah, it is true. <laughs> it is true. So, he's a good man. He's a good man. He's a great guy. I've had him on the show before. Oh, so, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, after he moved up. No, sorry. When he was still at Toulon, but in the process of moving up to, Ed to Edinburgh. Oh, okay. Just for the benefit of the listeners, just tell me a little bit about uh, how... How that occurred? Uh, fuck, I can't remember, man. It was just quick, but somehow everyone's everyone's heard about it. Um, what happened? I think we're having a team meeting, mm -hmm. and um, I think I was I played up or something in a game, and uh, I must have pushed someone or offered someone out in a game, and he was like, he said something like, "Genji, if you." If you want to go around offering people out or blah blah blah, then why don't you do it to me? And I just said, "Who's going to coach the team this afternoon, boss?" Nice, because like, oh, that it was light-hearted. It was light-hearted. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't serious. Well, that that truly has made it into folklore. I don't think there's many rugby fans, particularly Leicester Tiger fans, that don't know that story now. Yeah, I know. Fuck, I don't know. Everyone's heard about it. Would you say that you have a natural abrasiveness? <sighs> abrasiveness, sir. It's a big word. Um, yeah, I'd say I'm. I'm not sure of a confrontation. I wouldn't say I'm naturally. If like if you sat down and had a coffee with me, mate, I'm not gonna fucking <laughs> yeah. smash your smash your cortado off the table and <laughs> do you know what I mean? Eat, eat your biscuits, but nah. <laughs> sometimes it depends what mood I'm in. I suppose I'm not a morning person anyway. I've got to use that in the future. If I have a coffee with you, I'm not going to smash your cortado on the floor and eat your biscuits. Just don't don't order a cortado, man. The reason I ask this, actually, is one, I think it's a bit of a lost art getting under the opposition's skin. And two, just tell me about your WhatsApp picture. I, I think that's you and Lawrence Pierce. Fuck, I don't know. Have a look now, wait there. Wait there. <laughs> yeah, it is. I didn't even know that's my picture. Yeah, lol. He was at Leicester look, when I was on loan here. When I first come on loan, he used to smash me in table tennis. So I was just saying to him, <laughs> you won't fucking beat me now. I was just wondering, have you ever been on a field and been intimidated yourself? Intimidated? Yeah. Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, as a young young player coming into the Premiership, you get intimidated in all sorts of different ways. In uh, scrums and stuff like that, especially when you're getting... You're having a tough day in the scrum. Um, 
But no, as you said earlier, like that sort of side of things gone out of the game, man. It so there's, there's not not a lot of people can do to each other now. Yeah, but do you know what? I think it's exactly because it's gone out of the game that players aren't used aren't used to it now. So when you do do anything aggressive, it really ruffles feathers. Mm, maybe I should stop it as well. Oh no! In fact, if, um, if anything, up it a bit more. <laughs> I don't know about that, mate. I've got enough refs on my case. You never actually do anything wrong. You just stand there and give your opinion. Perception is reality, mate. Perception is reality. Anyway, what was the crack with the Lawrence Pierce picture? I don't know. I'm just good mates with Loz, and I seen it and I find it quite funny. I just said to him. We need to play table tennis soon. And took the picture. <laughs> I didn't take the picture. You'd have to ask uh, Getty Images. I'm going to change it now you've said that. Obviously, there's a lot of change this year at Leicester Tigers and a lot of new faces. I mean, we spoke before about um, you've obviously got quite a good social group there. How have you gone about integrating these new lads into the team? What, the new boys coming in? Yeah, I mean, do, do you... Like put time aside to make sure you take them out for a meal or whatever it may be. Uh, yeah, I mean we go um we have unit meetings and stuff now. Um, well we had them last year as well, but we sort of go out for food with the boys, uh, the units group. Um, now nah, yeah, like if, if if there's a new boy comes into the club, well the last three new people to be at the club um have all lived with us for a bit, so um well we get to know them pretty well. And uh, and why is that? Is it just because you've got a few spare rooms and they think, right, we'll throw him in with Genji, see how they get on? It's definitely not a case to throw him in with Genji. I think it's Toulouse. I don't do a lot besides play computer and go back to the club and come back here, mate, to be honest, and then go for sushi now and then. But um, Toulouse's a helpful guy, man. And uh, we've got Carl Trainer in there as well. And uh, I was at Bristol with him. So obviously, I get on quite well with him. Yeah. Uh, so he's, he's with us at the moment as well. But nah, I suppose, yeah, we've got a few spare rooms and we're, um, we're quite, well, when we want to be quite sociable blokes, so that's probably why, yeah. So, I mean, I was going to ask if you usually spend time with just your units, but clearly that isn't the case because, you know, you spend a lot of time with, for instance, Toulouse. Yeah, well, Toulouse is probably one of my best mates at the club. Um, I've literally lived with him. Uh, by my loan spell besides at my end of my loan spell I moved in with him uh, him, Lockie, Pete and Jackie Roberts um, so yeah I've literally been with Toulouse since since I got here and I don't know he's quite he sort of keeps himself to himself well, most of the time A lot can happen in three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. <laughs> Depends well, what mood you catch him in. But yeah, he keeps himself to himself quite a lot and uh, he doesn't really mind my, my messiness, so... Yeah, we go on quite well. You mentioned Jack, Jack Roberts there. Uh, he's obviously gone off, got, gone off to Cardiff Blues. Uh, 
you know, conversely, did you get a chance to do the whole uh, sending sending people off at, at the end of last year? Yeah, yeah, we we do that every time with anyone. So, um, and even when they come back up after they've left and stuff, we do the exact same. We will usually go for uh, for sushi or go for a steak and yeah, we have a beer, catch up, say goodbye, say hello. It's just, I suppose, everyone does it, don't they? Mm. In day to day life. Yeah, I I guess so, but I think the dynamics of a, a rugby team and that kind of, uh, you know, how uh, how can I say it, the um, the sort of like the group mentality. I, I just assume it's a, just a, just a little bit closer. Uh, yeah, I suppose we've got a tight knit group, so um, other yeah, yeah, yeah. What else can I say? Yeah, we go out for food, man. Mm. Uh, this year, of course, is well, it's going to be. The start of Mark O'Connor's first full year. Um, mm. How has it changed since, well, from the Cockrell era to the very short uh, major era and now into the um, Matt O'Connor era? Yeah, it's, it's all obviously different. You've got uh, an Englishman, uh, a Kiwi, an Australian. Well, it sounds like the start of a shit joke, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does a bit. Um, yeah, they're all, they're all different. They all see rugby differently. Uh, I, I wouldn't say the clubs change much much culturally because mm-hmm. uh, it's quite player-driven in that regard. Um, uh, the way they play the game. Um, but I suppose you see that watching the rugby, don't you? The like the way that it's changed in, in terms of who's been in charge and in what sort of time period. Mm. Uh, so how would you say it's changed under Matt O'Connor then? I don't know yet. We've only had one game, really, haven't we? So uh, we've had a few pre-season games, try a few things out. I suppose time will tell. Um, it's definitely... Uh, it's definitely suiting the way we want to play mm. uh, with, the, with the personnel in terms of personnel. The way uh, the way Matty wants to play the game is, is, is going to suit the people we got. But I suppose it's just up to us to, to actually what he wants us to do. Now, just moving on slightly... During your time at Leicester, at least for the last two years, you were primarily behind in learning from uh, what can only be described as a club legend, Marcus Iertza. Just tell me a bit about that. Yeah, man, he was he was class, as you said. He was probably well the best scrummaging lucid of his era. So uh, it was unbelievable. I was like a sponge learning off him, and then I got Coley at the club as well. Mickey Rizzo was a good scrummager. I, I was just surrounded by. By people who, who love scrummaging, Logger V, good scrummager, mm. Tommy Youngs, George McGuigan, quite a young hooker coming in, Harry Thacker, all different shapes and sizes, all do different things. So it's good to um to learn and adapt, especially when you got to go into different environments. It's just good to to be able to say that you've you scrummed with all these quality players and and adapt when when you need to. Did you find it a big difference coming over from Bristol into Leicester? Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, Bristol's quite, quite. Um, I don't explain. It. It's home for me. So everything about Bristol, I love. But Leicester's more of a like a more countryside and that sort of stuff. And there's a lot more tractors than down south, <laughs> believe it or not. There's I do believe it. A lot more farmers up here than there is in, near Bristol, and we're the ones who get slagged off for having a farmer's accent. Uh, but um, yeah, um, I don't. I'm not the biggest fan of the city in general. Leicester's actual city. There's not a lot going on for me, but in terms of the club and the place and the fans and the whole the whole foundation of it all, yeah, I love that. Do you think it's done you good moving away from Bristol? Yeah, most definitely. 
Well, yeah. I don't think my name's been in the paper for any bad reasons for the past few years. Not that I know of, anyway. So that's uh, that's a good start. Why do you think? Why do you think that is? Um, or what do you think has changed changed about you since coming over to Leicester? Then uh, a lot of maturing, I suppose, uh, as a person. I don't go out as much <laughs> because there's nowhere not, to go. Yeah, there's not a lot of uh, not a lot of nightlife. Um, but. I don't know, just as a club, the club sort of helps you mature, and the boys are uh, a lot different to the boys back down south. So, is it um, almost like a sense of responsibility to that Leicester badge and to that, Le- and to that Leicester, Le- Leicester tradition? That when yeah. you come in, it's like it's, it's a place of work if, if you want. Oh, it's always work, no matter where you are, you're working, it's your job. But yeah, definitely. I mean, I wouldn't, I don't want to waltz in there. Um, then everyone walks in thinking I was the man and uh, getting a bad rep, which I hope I didn't do. Mm. Boys probably would let me know if I did. But um, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's very different. And when you did finally nail down that starting spot from Marcus Ayotza, was that responsibility magnified even more then? Um, well, um, the hole's not not filled yet. I mean, we haven't. He's achieved so much in his career, and I've achieved. A bit, but very little in comparison to him in in mind thus far. So it's a long, long road ahead, and hopefully I can I can keep playing well for the club. And fingers crossed, that's keep making the the team each week and all of the above. But yeah, I mean, Marco sort of um, said to me like, it's a, it's a great club to be at, and especially for a young front rower is where he made his, his mark and hopefully I can leave the same impression on people that Marcos did and I'd be very happy to do so. That's a great way of looking at it, actually. Um, did, did you go on the in tour to Argentina? I did, yeah. How did you find that? Uh, I was all right. Uh, Marcos promised me the world in Argentina. Told me <laughs> that the, the stakes were, were great and I'd have the best time ever, but unfortunately we didn't eat much steak. Really? Uh, yeah, believe it or not. It was always there on offer. But I don't know, once you've red meat every single day, you get a bit sick of it. Yeah, I didn't eat actually that much red meat. But yeah, the, the country is nice. I mean, went to see quite a lot of um, political things like there. Uh, I don't know what it would be called over there. Um, the ambassadors, the ambassadors' houses and, and things like that. That was pretty cool. Oh, we like the con- like the consulates and stuff like that? Yeah, all that sort of stuff. That was pretty cool. Went to one or two of them. I enjoyed that. Yeah, how do they keep you entertained on the England tour? For What were you out there for? Three weeks? Two weeks, three weeks? Uh, yeah, but best end of three weeks, 19 days. Um, They they put on a few things. The team manager, Fran Charlotte, class. And uh, yeah, Eddie lets us have our own downtime sort of thing because he knows that we... We train hard during the day and stuff, but uh, you just got to find your own fun, I suppose. There's a PlayStation there, so I play a bit of PlayStation, played a bit of Zombies with uh, the Curry <laughs> brothers, Nick and Sickway, Charlie Yules, got quite into that. So who are the guys that you naturally gravitate towards in the um, in, in the England camp? Uh, I'd say I get on with everyone, really. Um, from the Argentina tour, there's quite a lot of young boys, and uh, I didn't actually know them, they were even younger than me. Um, so I was one of the one of the older lot. It's amazing how how old you get, how and how quickly you get old. Yeah, it's incredible. But um, I suppose I sort of spoke to the boys I played age groups with, like Charlie, 
Who else did I play age groups with and that sort of that bunch? I can't remember off the top of my head. But yeah, you 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 sort of just stick with the boys that um that, that you grew up playing the rugby with and then you, you make quite a a few good friends on the way. I'll get on quite well with the Quinns boys like Danny Kerr, Chris Robshaw and, and Mike Brown and, and those boys. Uh Joe Launchbury is a good bloke. He's quite Think people forget how young he is. To be honest, you know, like yeah, twenty-five, twenty-six. But uh, yeah, man, everyone's everyone's a good bunch on that. That uh, in that squad, you can see why they do so well. Do you all still have to room together? Ah, uh, yeah, you room. You have a roommate. Um, do, do you get to pick who you're rooming with? Uh, I think some of the boys request, but it's it's part of part and parcel of uh, bonding and, and becoming a team, really, isn't it? Like not not really knowing your roommate, and that's how you sort of. So get to know each other. Uh, who did you land in in Argentina? In Argentina, I roomed with. I had a few. I had Oli Devoto. Okay. Um, was it Devo both times? I think it was. Yeah, I think it was Devo. I usually room with Slady or um, I roomed with Danny Kerr as well. Um, quite a few. I had quite a few rooms. Favorite favorite roommate. Um, probably Slady because he's uh, he's diabetic and he brings a lot of sweets. <laughs> <laughs> great choice, mate! Abs- absolutely great choice. <laughs> uh, so, you're about to go into a big uh, a big year this year. What do you think this Tigers team is capable of? Um, like I said before, I don't want to. I don't want to jinx this or anything. Go on, j- uh, so, j- just say you think you're going to be champions and European champions, and we'll leave it there. Uh, not quite, not quite. Um, I think any team's capable of doing doing both of those things. Um, it's quite a tough league. You've seen Irish beat uh, beat Quids. Um, we lost to Bath at home. Uh, we, it's quite a few. Were you quite surprised by that Bath result? I wouldn't say surprised. I was just very very disappointed. Um, don't ever go out thinking we're going to lose, but then you don't really ever want to go out thinking that you're going to go put 30 points on someone. But um, did you watch a game? I did see it, yeah. And what did you think? Oh. Do you know what, mate? It's tough to say. Um, to be honest, when I looked at that Bath team, I thought you 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 would hammer them. Just looking you know, name for name, you looked at who, who would you take out that Bath team and put on the Leicester team? The answer is probably no one. I mean, there might be one. There might be one or two lads, but not many. I actually thought, looking at it um, in the first half, I always thought that Leicester came at it a little bit like they thought that they would win, and Bath were just more, just more enthusiastic. It wasn't until the second half with all the yellow cards that Leicester really started to get into it, and I wonder if that was something to do with, you know, just the feeling that they were um, that they needed to step to step up a gear. Yeah, maybe we left it a bit late, didn't we? Um... Ran out of time, really. But uh, yeah, the, the league's a, it's a big mix-up this year, and I suppose next week, uh, now boys have had a, a game together and in, uh, in the prem, it it show a lot next week and see see who's really uh, who's really going to back it up. But yes, yeah, what we can do really is go out next week and play well. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a strange game because the more I think about it. I mean, yeah, it was a loss, and I think the first 20 minutes or so weren't great, even though you got the first try. But if you go through the, if you go through all the video, it's weird things like Nick Maloof, on the face of things, had a terrible game, but in reality, he was three passes away from a hat trick. You know, it's just weird things like that. no one passed him the ball. I don't know why. 
You reckon Nitmaloof had a terrible game? Not sorry, that isn't right. Not a terrible game, but he didn't he didn't score a hat trick. He, he certainly wasn't as effective as 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 he could have been, and it wasn't really necessarily his fault. It's things like O'Connor didn't give him the ball two phases before, or it, it's little things which stopped you know a relatively good second half performance being a really good second half performance. And the first half, I think you can bury in just. But also, I don't think the forwards got around the corner quick enough. Um, you know, those sort of things. Yeah, I thought Nick played well. He played okay, but ultimately he could have come off that field with a hat-trick. Yeah, I suppose I could have scored a hat-trick as well if I went over the line three times, but as if some bats, aren't there? Well, can you let me know if you are going to score a hat-trick, mate, because I'll get you, in my, get you in my fantasy rugby team. Yeah, I'll let you know, mate, I'll let you know. Right, mate, well, we are relatively late at night now, just pulling back the curtains for our listeners. What's your day got in store for tomorrow? Uh, not a lot, mate, just... Uh... Just go in same as same as today, really. Um, boys will still be a bit sore, so uh, a bit of recovery. Then do some learning for for next week in Saints, and then um, go again, go again, get the ball rolling again. Awesome. Well, I wish you all the best of luck against Saints. Uh, I'll I'll be watching, and I'll be watching uh, your hat trick and Nick yeah, Ma- yeah. and Nick Malouf's hat trick with very keen interest. <laughs> Cheers, mate. I'll let him know. I'll let him know. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 